Welcome to Ready Comics Roll, where each week we discuss all things involving comics, tabletop, gaming, and all the other geeky things that we all love. So if you enjoy what you're listening to, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Ours is the Fury. I'm Anthony. The old, the true, the brave. I'm Eric. Blood and fire. I'm Mike. Unbound, unbent, unbroken. I'm House John. And our special guest today... I know things, and I drink. I'm Ambie Wynn of apparently House, House Lannister, because Tarth doesn't have a thing. <laughs> That's fair enough. And, and with with that lead-in, we, we all know winter is coming. With, uh, yes, take we a shot. The thing. Take a we shot. Thing. <laughs> yeah, we live in we live in a place that winter doesn't happen. Just saying, winter is when the traffic gets bad. Yeah, depending <laughs> on where you know. So hopefully, it scares some people off. But with with that corny line kind of being said, because you know it's definitely overplayed. Uh, we're only a few weeks away from the eighth and final season of Game of Thrones. Um, aside from the spinoff. But yes, we're uh, we're only a few weeks away. Nobody wants to talk about the spinoff yet. We're not ready. Wait, hold on a second. There's a spinoff. There will yes. be a spinoff. Oh. We'll, we'll discuss that maybe a little bit later. But either way, we we have uh, definitely a few weeks away. I know I've been watching the series and reading the books for the past couple of years and and everything like that. I actually was a little bit late into the game. I don't think I even came in until okay. season two. Yeah, late you were only game. that. Late. <laughs> yeah, I was only like a season late. <laughs> But I also didn't have HBO. I didn't have HBO. Well, when we moved in together is when I first started having HBO all the time. Yeah. I've never had HBO. But <laughs> So you're bootleg everything? Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I like to live life on the edge. There you go. That's what I like to hear. I'm like the least edgy person ever, too. That's what makes it great. Literally, if it wasn't for John, I probably would have never watched Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. Had it not been for the fact that I had also read the books. <laughs> what he's trying to tell you is I have good taste. <laughs> yeah, I know you, and I know that's a lie. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> we do all need those friends that introduce us to new things. So, sadly enough, I was almost introduced to Game of Thrones when the books first came out. But I snubbed them in favor of Harry Potter. That's not a bad move. No, I mean, I was only 11. You have your two different camps. Yeah. You have your two different camps. <laughs> like I said, I, I didn't get into Game of Thrones until a lot later uh, into, like... I wouldn't necessarily say my adulting life because I'm still trying to learn how to adult. But yeah, basically that. Uh, Eric, haven't you you read the books like when they actually first were coming out, right? Yeah. So my story. All right, let me put it to you this way: I have been in a Facebook group dedicated to publicly shaming George R. R. Martin for not finishing the books longer than there's been a TV show. Yes, <laughs> I started reading uh, Game of Thrones. In a different millennia, it, it, it's also it's also a Facebook group dedicated to a heart attack watch for George R. R. Martin. No, no, no. At this point, we want him to die. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> the other writers are prepared. We're just waiting for the call. <laughs> but, I think there's enough fandom also to make sure that those books are are, are finished. Yeah, no, some, the, the fans have already pretty much finished the books. <laughs> I'm I'm fairly certain there's enough fan fiction out there that the books have been finished multiple times over. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure about that. And I, I remember seeing an interview one time that uh, Martin actually did. And he goes, it, it's great to see the fandom that arose from this series and everything like that. He goes, when, when you go to a convention, you go to a meetup with these fans and stuff like that. And they're telling you what's going on with the book. And then you're like, 
wait, did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, there's so many people that are actually dedicated to the series. And, and with that kind of also being said, like, there's a lot of people that are dedicated to the show. Now, you have your separation between the people who are diehard book fans, and this always happens, diehard book fans versus people who are diehard show fans because that's their outlet to get into. I was a person who kind of delved into both sides. I see the creative outlet for the show compared to that. I do enjoy the disparity between the show and the books just to make sure that that you're not giving away too much. But, you know, we're coming up to new seasons with everything. I know we have a lot to say about, like, what we liked about the books compared to the series or vice versa. And we'll, we're going to probably get into a lot of that. Well, so for me, I, I always have this... I have this uncan this unspoken rule with myself where I if a if a show comes out that's based on a book or a movie comes out that's based on a book, I always try to read the book first because if I don't, I can't sit down and read the book afterwards. And the problem was is I read uh A Song of Ice and Fire and the other uh the fir- I read the first two books from the from the well, series. It's all the series. It's technically yeah. a Game of Thrones Clash of Kings. Clash of yeah. Kings. Uh, so I read I read Game of Thrones and I read Clash of Kings before the series ever started. I probably back when Eric did because it was around the same time that the early Harry Potter books were coming out it was another millennium. The issue that I have now is now having seen the show as far as I have, I can't go back and read the other three, four books now. They're a different story. I know they are. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm like, if now if they're different, if they if they take too much of a left turn from where I was at, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to finish the book. That's the thing is the books are so different that at this point, like half the stuff that we think should be happening in the books is the complete opposite of what should be happening in the series. Like, they have completely split. No, I, I completely agree. And actually what's funny is I have no experience with the books whatsoever, except for the fact that I have lots of friends who've read all of the books, and they would tell me all these amazing plot points and things that come up. So they're literally spoiling things for me, at least the things that they actually kept in there, which was most uh, of the stuff they mentioned. But then what was funny is people know I don't read the books because I don't read very many books to begin with. So when I would say Illiterate these things, <laughs> when I would read a book, when I would say read these a things, book, mother, I read enough books for the both of us. You're fine. Thank, thank you. Uh, when I would you say get no sympathy, when here. I would when I would predict these things happening, they would think that I'm like some kind of prophet. Because then what would happen? They would just be like, oh, "You totally called this," and said, so "It's just yeah, yeah, sure." Well, to, to be fair, and this is kind of where where I have to disagree with what um, Mike is saying. Like going back and reading it. I started out with the series, and then I started to get into the books. Um, and the reason why I kind of got into the books was because that I knew people who read it. I knew I, I went out and started looking up videos and other things that had to do with the lore. Yes, I dove into the wiki, but I found out that there was so much more written about this story that I really kind of wanted to actually experience. That that made me get into the books, got into other things, so it didn't stop me from relating what the show was. And it, I know I'm different. Some people can't do it, but I separated what was going on in the series of the uh, HBO compared to the series of the books. And I'm still not done with reading everything for the books. I, I'm not all the way up to even the small chapters that they've released for Winds of Winter. Okay, so, uh, you know, everyone has their outlets. No, I'd have to agree with you because uh, having not read the books, but still being very interested in the in the story and the lore and the world building of Game of Thrones... 
George R. 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 Martin did a, a really world great of ice job. and fire. If you want to just see world building itself, yeah. a world of ice and fire. From my understanding, if you want to get anything into deep lore of Game of Thrones, the world of Game of Thrones, you read um, a world of ice and fire and some of the other books that had to do with a tale of Duncan Egg, the uh, a hedge knight. Those those small series or those series because it's a, sometimes a lot of smaller stories and stuff like that that really flushes out uh, the background. But that's exactly what I'm talking about. So Game of Thrones as a whole, from you look at it, is a lot more than the the backstabbery booze, boobs, and floppy wieners that everybody is more familiar with when it comes to the show. It's it's actually there, there's quite a bit of depth to it that mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize. Oh, absolutely, one hundred percent, like. The reason HBO has made it all about how much can Tyrion drink before he passes out in the brothel or how many glasses of wine can Cersei drink before she murders somebody else is because that's what sells. That's what gets people to buy the books. She doesn't murder everyone by 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 true purpose. Sometimes it happens through happens her stupidity. Stands. Yeah, <laughs> or death. Yeah, no, or it they really were does. Standing nearby, it really <laughs> does. If you if you look at and this is, I guess, a, a great point to come into the shows themselves. If you look back at the first couple of seasons of everything, Cersei didn't want Bran thrown out the window. She was surprised at the fact that Jamie actually did that. When it came down to some of the actual, like... The, the entire Martell clan death. Like it, That's not, all by accident. Not, not necessarily intentional. Her, her actions, not necessarily the best, uh, and not necessarily the truest for the rest of everyone around there, but you can see these subtle moves that she's trying to make, not to necessarily kill someone, but they end up in people's deaths. That's actually, like, one of the things that I really do like, as much as I hate the man with a burning passion, one of the things that I do like about George R. R. Martin's writing style is that he is, and this is what, you know, sunk me into uh, Game of Thrones and uh, the entire Song of Ice and Fire. The geopolitical. The, well, he, he writes like a history author, or like, uh, like someone who is historian. Actually, yeah, because if you look back, if you look back through history, a lot of history is people bumbling their way into greatness, and he is great at conveying that. Well, I mean, isn't that just how you live your life? You just bumble along until something happens. That's exactly. Robert Baratheon's motto. Yes. <laughs> Bumbled my way to be a king. Became king. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he didn't accidentally become king. That's that's hey, not hey, true. Hey, you know what? I mean, you know what? Jamie totally could have become king after he killed the Mad King. Absolutely. I, I, and they, they brought up that whole point. They were like, when, when everyone came in and he's sitting up on the throne, who is he literally going to turn it over? And he goes, no one likes Tywin because he's an asshole. No one wants another Targaryen because they don't want to deal with the madness. Uh, I guess the drunk guy can do it. Yeah. That's, that's actually what I was going to say. I was going to say during the war, he basically just ran around drunkenly swinging his weapon and people just stood in the way. Well, first off, <laughs> first off, Robert was a beast. He's not. No, he was. He he's was. not the oaf that you no, see him in no. the season. And that's, that's a shame, too, because yeah. when you when you hear about his exploits, yes. it's uh, like two entirely different people. Yeah. Um, but the other thing too is it, it is very true when you look at the the claim itself to the throne. Robert has the best thing because the Baratheon lineage is technically the closest tied to the Targaryens. So you're not getting a Targaryen lineage itself, 
but you are. You're getting the closest uh, cousin, in a sense, to them. Because well, there's lots the, of the, the big cousins. thing was is also you had that to have you had to have it be one of the houses that was families. Yeah, he was. He was a bastard family. Yeah. He the the Baratheons the Barath they took on the the Baratheon name and everything like that, and they were a bastard family. So Aegon's um, bastard brother, Oris. <laughs> Learn some shit today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to Anthony. <laughs> um, Did you go on Wikipedia? No. No, I he's on the Game are. of Thrones wiki. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> on the Game of Thrones. No. I, like I said, I, I haven't been able to read everything, but I do go into forums and other you deep topics. Di- you deep dive into I deep lore. dive into the lore. So when it comes down to something that I am passionate about, such as Game of Thrones, I, I'm making sure to go back and see uh, other videos and discussions and forums that have to do with the subject. So. Yes, if we were talking about Team Fortress 2, I got you. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love Team Fortress. <laughs> but yeah, the big thing was with the Baratheon's War and all that stuff and the opposing of the Targaryens is it had to be one of the houses that actually joined him in that war because otherwise... You're not you're not going to make a Martella king because they didn't help you at all, right? No, and that's fair. I mean, you're, you're going to a usurper's war is going to be uh, of a house of great lineage, which and Stark per- didn't want it. No, no. See, that's the thing. That's, that's, a, that's a that's a good segue into to, to the, the Starks because the whole thing. One of the things I kind of called from the very beginning and still kind of pissed me off is because we're going to talk about Ned Stark because that's a wound that's for me that's never going to heal. That happened so long ago. That's like me being still upset about my senior like prom. That was like 11 years ago, dude. And that was that shit happened in the 90s. Ned, yeah, but watching Ned Stark die was like watching a piece of myself die. Because you're vanilla? Fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Actually... Do you always see yourself in Sean Bean? Like, is that your thing? Because he dies in everything. Because <laughs> yes. Sean Bean Whoa. dies. Whoa. You're going to have a bad time. <laughs> Sexually, not metaphorically. <laughs> he dies all the time. So I would definitely recommend looking to another, like, actor to, like, see yourself in. <laughs> when Sean Bean cut. She has a point. Anne has a point. Like, when, when, when Sean Bean comes on screen, you're like, dude's gonna die. <laughs> which, he didn't die in Black Plague, which is like the one movie you would think he would actually die in. I didn't see that one, so it doesn't count. But, no, no I mean, Fair. but the whole point that when it came to Ned or Stark is the whole you just thing. Say Ned. What? Yeah, fine. Ned, stop. You can say Ned. You can say Ned. Ned. Everybody knows him as Ned. I'm pretty sure, like, my coworkers that haven't actually read the books are not going to know him as anything other than Ned. I know. (laughs) But they said his full name, like, three times in the show. It was, like, six, but... But uh, we we see him as a character. We know from everything that is shown to us that he's an honorable individual. So the fact that he would sleep around and that, you know, Jon Snow was his bastard kid... Call bullshit. Uh, Call bullshit on that. Uh, it's always been. It's always. It's been always been bullshit. Yeah. It's always been bullshit. It's always been like. Well, you got to remember. I'm not a book. I'm not a book reader. Well, no. And there's a lot the of show, show. Even in the show, they make it. Even in the show, they clear hint to that it. nobody thinks that Jon Snow is actually his kid. Well, not within the first season. Eh, maybe not. Not in the first season. But <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. From the very beginning, the second they introduced that, I'm like, but, I call bullshit. But I think. <laughs> but I think you you got the 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 very essence of what they kind of portrayed in season one for Ed is the fact that the you're painting this picture of someone who has such nobility, such honor 
it, such in family a, ties in a world where those that, with honor die. Yes, you're taking the only good person in this world and you're killing him, which basically means all hell is breaking loose. Nobody else is good. I don't even just mean that, which is which is the it, it, his his death was the catalyst for what needed to be done in the show. That's that's the they they used him as as a plot point. That's what it came down to. But I'm talking about utilizing the the hidden code in season one to know that his character dictates that John is not his bastard. Yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to point out. across. Is you literally have to look close enough at his complete character to go, yeah, it it probably wasn't his. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like John was probably something else going on. To explain well, why you, you and they even kind of give you the whole story about how his you know the, the reason why they go to war his sisters kidnapped by the the by the Targaryens and that's why he goes to war so it's it kind of gives Wasn't you an kidnapping out kidnapping if she wanted to be yeah I, I understand I, that. <laughs> <laughs> that is true I mean I don't know like I always say that I'm gonna kidnap Jackie. And I know that she, like, wants to be kidnapped. So it's not really kidnapping. I'm just kind of, like, making her do the things I want to do that day. I just want to put a disclaimer on this podcast that we are not endorsing kidnapping by any means whatsoever. (laughs) Dear NSA agent who now has to listen to this. (laughs) No, no, we do not endorse kidnapping. Kidnapping is bad. But as even the series goes on, we're, we're moving beyond season one, we're moving beyond season two, it lays down footwork because of, uh, if we're literally dissecting this, you know, John is a Targaryen, you know, bastard, which, not a bastard, but Targaryen uh, child, that uh, he he's basically in that portion of, no one knows who the mother is, no one knows what this is, what's the thing. Why is everyone like, listen, when everything comes back, I'm really going to tell you the truth, and that gets pulled away, you know? But but what it really comes down to is like, okay, so that's an aspect that, Anthony, you didn't care for because you were drawn to that character. What, what Does anyone have, like, something that they didn't care for in, like, the first couple of seasons that they felt could have been different or better or, you know, anything like that? Mormont. Anything happening to do with Mormont. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which one? All of them. Lord Commander or <laughs> the entire Jordan? family line? Right. They make them seem so lame, and they're not. And kind of creepy when it comes to the older guys. Okay. To to be fair, they're Northerners. Northerners. If you look at a lot of them, because of their demeanor of being that way, like a lot of them seem a little bit vanilla. Okay. Because they don't show a lot of expression. There's not a lot of enthusiasm or anything like that. They're of old, harsher survival-type ways. So even the Mormont family, this bear family that's just like, listen, you know, I'm I'm going to wrestle the crap out of something, and, and there you go. Like, it, you have to look at a lot of the lore of how their families are. Jorah literally goes, hey, listen, I don't want my son to be punished, and he also is leaving, so I guess I'll take the black. You know what I mean? Like, he... Survival, take it for your family. That's kind of where their peace comes in. If it were up to me, um, Bran would have died. I fucking hate that kid. I hate every part of his story. Like, he could have served exactly whatever purpose he needed to. You don't like the new three-eyed crow? Yeah, no. Sorry. (laughs) That, the, there is, now, okay, to be fair, just to give my perspective, 
I haven't watched the show since season two, and I stopped reading it book four because I was just done. So why the fuck are you here? But I don't know. You invited me. <laughs> Mike did, not me. That minute, Mike. <laughs> but I, I have never gotten a single ounce of enjoyment or any sense that the plot was pro- was progressing as it comes to Bran's entire and, and story. trust me, then you, it will get so much worse for you. Like, there's a storm coming. <laughs> oh, because sure. when he oh, becomes no. the three-eyed... Well, there's some, there's no, some no, bad no, no, answer. No, no. There's okay. some bad answer. Uh, okay, this is where we're going we're gonna to debate that factor. Because, uh, yes, in the show, yes. Bran's story was very slow. In... I don't even have books. an issue with slowness. In the, the books, his no, story the, was non-existent. No, in the book, well, he, he's the first point of view chapter in the in the series. You know that he is an instrumental part within the series because he's the first point of view. You know, not Deddy McDead Eddard over here. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, okay? Deddy McDead both. <laughs> oh, and, and for the Rest record, peace, Sean Bean, for this part too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I threw the book across the room when Ned died. But, fair. No, fair. That's, but that's then a, I like picked myself up and like, you know, was like, okay. I don't understand why so many, so many people are so upset about him dying. Like he was the only good thing. He had to die. No, no, it, but that's the thing, it, though. That's, that's the reason why. That is the reason. <laughs> that is the thing. It was inevitable. Like, guys, just accept it. It happened. I think we're, I think we're, we're changing this cast to not Game of Thrones, but just how we love Game of Ned. Or Ned. <laughs> like it was. <laughs> How much everybody else loves Ned? Because no. well, because Ned was the was the protagonist of the first book, and the closest thing to a protagonist like the story really has. He ever was had. the golden boy. Yeah, the golden boy. Um, like. and and this is another thing. You know, another credit to George R. R. Martin's writing. Um, is that he they built him up and they did it really well in the show too. Of like you know. You, you could follow him on the hero's journey and you could get to the, alright, here's the part where he's, you know, he's uncovering the secret plot and, oh, here's the part where like they lock him up in prison and it looks like things aren't gonna, you know, go his way. And, and then there's people that are trying, you know, maybe this, maybe, uh, Varys is gonna get him out. Maybe Littlefinger is gonna get him out. Maybe the, uh, prince will pardon him. And then what do you mean he's, what, what do you mean? <laughs> it's it's not something that you see happen in just about any form of media I can think of. It's not very often that you see somebody who's built up to be so important to the story, so important as a character, and just so morally right in what the story needs that you see them die off. So it, came, it was very, down. very jarring. <laughs> well, no, and, and you know what? Thank you for, for the, the crossover to that, Mike, because if you really look at it, Walking Dead has its main character, you know, Rick. yes. Actually, Carl's the main character in Walking Dead. This is true, too. But fuck Carl. I hate that kid. As somebody who has literally only read the books and the comics, like, I watched, like, up to season, like, four of The Walking Dead, and then I stopped. Well, Well, that's what I mean. Like in in the show, technically Rick is like the main the main character. I, Carl becomes in, the main character around season four. Well, see, I think that's just because of labor laws. We're not going to go into Walking Dead because <laughs> I can have I can have a cast on that by itself, which we eventually probably will. Even though they literally based the White Walkers off of the Walking Dead zombies, I mean uh, they based vice, them off of zombies. Vice versa. I mean, well, in the books, they really didn't go into. To whites that that much, but yes, I mean zombies, zombies. They didn't I mean zombies. like the like the whites in the books. 
Like, they're not as fast, and they're not as scary. They're intimidating, yeah, because you gotta use special shit to kill them. What's it? The only time you really see them is Fist of the First Men, and that literally when they were trying to kill the Lord Commander with uh, the two guys that came into the, the, the keep. Like, that's it in the books. Like, that that's where they're at. Yeah, that's it. Like, that's the it in the books. In the show, they are literally, like, they're like a combination of, like, 28 Days Later Rage Zombies and The Walking Dead Zombies. Right. And I guess maybe the reboot of Dawn of the Dead, because they're a little bit intelligent. I like where she's going. <laughs> Everything zombie. I've got, it, I like zombies. Zombie. Like, I'm telling you guys, zombies are my thing. I got a million different plans. I have already claimed the second version of your zombie podcast. I've already claimed my spot in that, so I'll be there. Because, FYI, Toxie doesn't need to worry about zombie apocalypse plans. I've got her. I will rescue her. She is one of, like, eight people that I am rescuing. That's it. Rescue with quotes. Air quotes. (laughs) But no, so what I was trying to bring with the parallel from Mike's thing with The Walking Dead was that Martin also, what's kind of cool about his writing is he builds up these characters. And with that being said, like, he does the unthinkable in writing. Are you attached yet? Are you attached yet? Yes. Are you attached yet? Yeah, 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 Do you love this character? Do you love this character so I can kill them? How how he sweetened... That man is such a good author that I had feelings for Cersei. There you go. That's yeah. fa- Actually, the, to tell you the oh truth, a God. lot of people... There's, there's like two times in the book where you're, you're meant to no, feel there, something there for her. There are a lot of people who actually feel sympathy for Cersei's story and Cersei herself. But I'm just saying, though, he, he does such a great job at building up those characters and kind of doing the unthinkable to cut them out. He literally loves the fact that he, you're going to cry over this and he, he flavors his drinks with your tears. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> he does. Pretty sure he does. Like, he doesn't use salt. He uses our tears. Right. Which is why he, he, he fucking stabbed me not once but twice, because then when, you know, Rob gets killed. Then that, that one. Rob no! and was, was a big death for me. I, I oh. honestly, I, I hated Rob. I didn't like him either. I'm sorry. Yeah, I no. hated Rob. Rob was so milk toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How, okay. No, 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 no. I gotta, I gotta know this. How do you not like Rob? Thank you. He was he's boring. How? He was literally the blandest Stark in, that includes Bran. <laughs> he was a Mary Jane. He was a Mary Jane. A Mary Jane is a character that an author writes that is too good to be a real character. Like, he's got the good looks. He's got the brains. He's got the, like, nobility. He was the born king. You like him because he's good. He's vanilla ice cream. Nobody really likes vanilla ice cream. They give vanilla ice cream so that they can mix other shit into it. I like how everybody's pointing pointing to me right now. I'm I'm one of the few people that really enjoy... Are you vanilla? No, uh, Anthony is vanilla. Anthony is Um, vanilla. No, but the, the thing is, though, okay, so in very much so, you know, Rob Rob is kind of designed as that Mary Sue because young age gets into it. He becomes king of the north. Um, he, he expert gets strategist. Yeah, like, but he's 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 an expert tactician. You see him never really winning or never losing a fight. But what makes him dirty is his decisions to go like against his his, his, his sworn oath to to the phrase to get this outside female to do these things like that's what's different between a pure like mary sue character and then what they develop for rob no so the whole reason rob marries this girl is because they had sex and he felt guilty 
his morals <laughs> got in the way of him being a military genius and keeping his oath with the phrase. He felt guilty because he was worried that she might get pregnant and she might have a bastard. So he married her and ruined everything. That, to tell you the truth, he also used her as a... Um, a scapegoat? No, 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 not a scapegoat. He actually decides in the books to kind of use her, aside from that guilt, looks on the positive side and says she, her family, again, this is from the books, not from the show. Yeah. Her family is from the Easterlands. Therefore, there is strategic advantage to having this lesser house mm. almost like they're, they're a merchant family. Mm. So to have this kind of connection to the Easterlands where Lannisters reign supreme. So again, but it, it, that, that shows a little bit of difference in like a darkness for, for this character. It so. shows that he's suicidal because that just turns all the North because hey, he just like almost Lannister loyalist. Not all the North, but yeah, a few of them. He, he makes, he makes a critically bad decision at a critically bad time by going to see the phrase after he knew he was not going to keep his word to the phrase. Well, same, same thing still lied. He need the phrase. Uh, alliance, he need the phrase troops, he needed kind of that, those he, aspects. He was trying there to were, do the right thing. No, that, that was still hands down show and book. That, that was, that was in, true. But yeah. the thing is, is in, in both the show and the books, when he has his sit down with his military advisors and his mother, <laughs> they all tell him, we don't really need the phrase. We, we need the, we need to go through Frey land. We don't need the phrase. We need their bridge. No, actually, that's not true. But, Eric, go ahead. <laughs> what were you going to say? I See, here's the thing. is that, And this is why Rob is such an uninteresting character. Um, oh, and also why he needed to die. <laughs> because he knew, and he was the one telling them, like, we still, we do need the alliance with the phrase. And yet he wasn't man enough to follow his oath to the phrase. He wanted his cake and eat it, too. Well, that was actually my reason why he's not technically the purest of a Mary Sue Well, character. that too, but... That, that's what I was trying to point out. I liked his Well, no, a Mary I'm Sue would have gotten away with it. I'm not... I, that's, again, why <laughs> like, I'm saying you, he's... You, you rascal. You, I'll let this slide this exactly. time. Exactly. <laughs> I want you to know, you're still proving my point why he's not a pure Mary no, Sue absolutely. character. Yeah. But uh, I'm not saying that... Uh, again, I understand the aspect of the death of, you know... Ed, I know the 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 death for Rob again is necessary to progress it through. I'm not saying that it wasn't that. I'm just saying that I liked his character. I liked aspects of his character. Shit, I loved Greywind. You know what I mean? Like that guy was a beast on the battlefield. So, like, I understand that. But I'm drawing the difference between being a pure Mary Sue character compared to what his character is. But that was, that was uh, again, going back to the point of why he had to die, because uh, Martin was building him up to be the same way he played us with Ned, um, of him being built up to be the, the hero of the story. Uh, Rob was going to be the the Mary Sue character, the like, you know, okay, this guy just keeps winning, and then... The reigns of Castamere fool, start fool, playing. Fool me once, shame on you. Yeah. Fool me twice, but, shame on me. I was going to say... It, you won't get fooled again. Yeah, but no, like, if you ask me, if you ask me, like, I, I think this is a good point in time since we're uh, kind of a little bit of a divisive group about, you know, Rob, what are some of your favorite characters in Game of Thrones? Jamie Lannister. Fair. Hands down. His story, 
his, his arc, redemption his arc yes. is so yes. amazing. So if you really look at he Jamie starts Lannister, off as the biggest dick ever. No, but okay, if you look, at... he's still the biggest dick ever. He loves his sister. God damn it. <laughs> Mm. No, but no, his, okay, his actual story arc from what you know as a young kid, like, he's the only one who loves his brother. Yes, okay. there is that. I will give him that. He does like Tyrion. He has the aspect of his father that he actually cares about his family. His his father cares about the name more than his lineage, although Tywin only cares about Jaime. Tyron o- Tywin only carries cares about the fact that his name will live on. He doesn't give a flying fuck who carries on his name as long as it is a respectable version of his name. Well, that's why I'm saying Jamie is looked at as that perfect prodigal son, like perfect looks. It's because he looks uh, like a Ken doll. But that's the thing, though. That's what he wants. That's why he even got a golden hand. He's just like, oh, we gotta make you look kind of badass. We'll uh, we'll fix this. It actually does look like a Ken doll hand, too. Just saying. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not opposable. (laughs) But but that's the thing, though. Like, you know, you have to look at Jamie's story. He he was brought up under Tywin. He was forced to be in the Kingsguard. Kingsguard. He wasn't necessarily that much of a dick. Cersei manipulated so much more. He becomes more of a dick at, and he loves his sister so much that he becomes even darker of a dick see that- no it's no I was gonna, i'm agreeing with you but that's exactly real quick just touch on something you guys said before why i really don't have much sympathy for cersei it, i mean there's certain moments where yes you feel sorry for her, like her whole uh marriage to robert baratheon was it was a sham and she she did actually for a while care for him yeah. but he he had he didn't care he, he still had this flame that he was holding for ed's sister then, you know, he never got to do it. Liana. A, a lot of her misery is self-inflicted. And it's, yes. it's, oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's, oh, it's, oh, entirely. That's why, that's why people fear sympathy for her. Because no, not when no, most of her actions. No, it's not. Are it's sympathy, no, it's no, sympathy it's not. for her for the unintentional self-infliction. I guarantee I that anybody that has only watched the show has zero sympathy for Cersei. Because there is nothing in the show that makes you want to have sympathy for her. Anytime she does anything nice... It's always motivated by selfishness. Well, there, 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 there is, there is a point um, before um, I forget the elder son's name, uh, Joffrey. 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 Before Joffrey dies, how could you forget that prick? Yeah, well, how could you? forget Honestly, that? he's been dead long enough for me to have forgotten him. Why haven't you forgotten about Ned? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is true. He does have a point. You need to let go. So before, be- before Joffrey died, she has this. The, this vague perception, even in the show, they kind of go off of it, where she starts to realize her son is a fucking maniacal asshole and kind of a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Kind of? Well, she questions, <laughs> not even a sociopath. She questions straight the up whole psychopath. madness of the Targaryens yes. because of the incest. Yes, that is exactly it. She is questioning herself because she knows that he is a product of incest. He is not completely sane. She knows it. And going back to what you were saying, John, about like, um, you know, the Lannister line and, uh, and Tywin and whatnot, Cersei, it grows into being Tywin's true heir. Yes. Like she cares about the family line. She cares about carrying on the, the, uh, the Lannister she's lineage. She's the eldest. Yeah. She is the eldest. She's, she's older than Jamie. She's older than, um, uh, Tyrion. Tyrion. So. She actually has that conversation, um, with Tywin in the, in the show, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, if she, if she didn't have teats and she had a cock, she would have been oh, yeah, perfect yeah. heir. There's that, too. Yeah. Oh, 100%. 
No, if she had been born male, she would have been the heir to Castle Rock. No question right. asked. But uh, I'm also agreeing with Eric on the fact that Jamie then has that whole, like, once you get out of, what, book two or something like that, you have this, like, starting to go redemption. Book three was his redemption, and book four was when he started hating Cersei and contemplating how to murder her. Yep. But, but that's my point, is, like, you have this really good redemption arc to being back to that true knight which of what he kind of originally started out. Love as. me a good redemption arc. Yeah. I, from what I understand, they delayed it in the show. Yeah, they did. They did. Oh, entirely. So that that redemption arc doesn't really take place until after. Oh, kind of concurrently to the red wedding. It's kind of concurrent because it's it's after he's been held well, prisoner by the, the point. No. Is, is his redemption. Starts. His redemption arc starts the moment that he meets Brianna Tarth. Yeah. yeah. That's that is the mark. The and moment it, that he partners with Brianna Tarth is the moment that he literally his character starts to change. That is the point. Yeah. His entire time that he is at like being held as a prisoner of war, he does what he just like in the show, he does whatever says whatever doesn't matter. I need to get back to Cersei. I need to get back to home. Yeah. But when he meets Brienne and they go through this adventure to kind of get back in show in book it's it starts to literally change his character. Yeah, well, that's why I was saying it. Like, it, it's kind of in the show. It was kind of run concurrently to Red Wedding because that that story's taking place around the same time because he's already gotten away from the Starks before the Red Wedding ever happens. He that was, yeah, no, that was before, probably before. No, that he gets back to King Landing just after I think Red Wedding takes place, yeah. and just before the Purple Wedding takes place. Yeah, so. So you're saying that it was Brianna Tarth that was the, uh, catalyst. the catalyst that made yeah. Jamie good again. Uh, anyone, could you tell us why? Why that? Why that is? Yeah. <laughs> so, like in the books, he doesn't really start growing a conscience until he and Cersei have sex next to Joffrey's dead body. Because, like in the show, they portray it as Jamie forcing himself on her. In the book, it is entirely consensual. Like, she is all about that shit. And then, like, after that, he starts feeling guilty about the fact that he can't claim his children. Because if he does, it ruins everything for Cersei. And then Cersei keeps sending him on these, like, suicide missions, essentially. And he's realizing that Cersei doesn't care about anybody except for herself and furthering herself. She wants to be queen. She doesn't want anybody else to rule the Seven Kingdoms. It's her. And Jamie slowly starts realizing that after Joffrey's death. Because in the books, Cersei doesn't give a flying fuck about her other two children. Like, she doesn't care until Joffrey dies. And then it matters. I think it, I think it's even clearly stated in the show, like, she doesn't, she, she doesn't spend the time with Tommen or anything like that. Or Marcella. Marcella she doesn't care about until her ear gets cut off in the books. In the books, yeah. Cause in the books, things are different. <laughs> <laughs> but, but aside from that, we, we can kind of move on from the, the Jamie arc and stuff like that. Who, who so, and we, we, we've kind of already subtly laid down the hint, like, you, you're a fan of Brianna Tarth. Is that right? I love her. Like. Well, so what, what makes it to where you, you like her character development and how she's designed, whether it be in the book or in the show or anything like that, that really kind of speaks to you, if you will? She doesn't really follow anybody else's rules. Like, she men mentions in the show, like, how, her father paid the boys to dance with her at her 
whatever party or whatever, and Renly was the only one that paid attention to her. And nobody could say shit because Renly was a prince. So, hey, if Renly is paying attention to her, nobody else can laugh. But she still wants to be a knight. And she's constantly telling Podrick, I'm not a knight, I'm not a knight, I'm not a knight. But you know that, like, if it weren't for the fact that she has boobs, she would be a knight. Like, she is stronger than most of the male characters. She sticks to her decisions. Like, she wants to protect Renly. Renly gets fucking killed in front of her and Catelyn. Like, so she... Catelyn is the only person that defends her against Renly's army. Like, everybody else thinks that Brienne killed him because, oh, hey, it's a girl with a sword. Of course she's going to kill whoever. But Catelyn's like, no, it wasn't her. It was a shadow, which nobody believes because nobody believes in magic, even though we're literally living in the Middle Ages with dragons. Yeah. <laughs> hey, well, dragons and magic fair, are yeah. two different things. To be, to be fair, to be fair, dragons are just coming back. But no, I'm not as big of a fan as Brienne is, uh, as yours, clearly, but I did like something that was in the books that they, I wish they would have done for the show, but I think it still would have been a little bit gruesome. The scene that you see the hound fight yes. uh, Biter and I forgot the other dude's name. It, in in the book, it's so good. the one who fights them. It yeah. is so much more gruesome. He tears the side of her cheek off. Yup. It's okay. amazing. Virtually everyone who's described or who's supposed to be like ugly or, uh, you know, difficult to look at is they're way not. worse in the books and they get <laughs> worse like they get worse Tyrion is supposed to be like the quasimodo hunchback of notre dame guy peter dinklage is attractive as fuck like bro i'm still pissed off he has a nose in the show <laughs> oh yeah peter dinklage has swag that's what it comes down to he does like he is he's only like eight inches shorter than me too so he's not that, he's not that small. So what you're saying, Peter, you got a shot. What's up, bro? How's it going? I don't wear it's heels, fair. so it's great. Yeah. But, uh, so Mike, did you, did you ever gain, like, a, a favorite character or anything like that? Mike I mean, doesn't like anything. I know. Should Mike I hates everything. I've chosen not to grow attached to anyone with this show. Honestly, that's probably the best way to do it. Just don't get attached. They're all gonna die. But so, so... I'm going to give you a secret, okay? If you're going to get attached to anyone, you get attached to... Yeah, he's one of my favorite. Uh, if you're going to get attached to anyone, you get attached to Arya Stark. Why? Mm. Because his wife threatened to leave him if he ever <laughs> killed off that character. She literally told him, that's my favorite character. If If she dies... We're no longer together. You might die. That's the, that's the only character that's safe. Yeah. So me and you kind of had the same common attachment. I got attached to Oberon Martell. Yes. And that I, didn't end well. I did too, which is why I knew he was going to die. The second I'm like, oh, oh I yeah. like this character. No. Yeah. Yeah. And then the let's the not only name fifty, Mike. We all well, the only other turn. the only other character that I will say that I've grown attached to, and this becomes part of more what he's become part of in the show because every single time you see him now he's the buddy cop and i'm talking about brawn brawn is a blackwater and see that's why i was saying like you you think you're messing with me for liking like uh rob and ned and stuff like that but realistically one of my favorite characters is brawn one of them at least and i think that he's great uh you know he he differs little bit in the book. They give him more in the show. They give him a lot more in the show. He differs a lot in the book. He's non-existent in the last book entirely. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they give him more in the show. Oh, they, yeah. They kind of 
when when they write him off to be like he has a castle and he wants to name his bastard child Tyrion. Yes. That's like where they leave <laughs> it. It was so good. Like he he Cersei has, hates that. He has that's that great. whole Cersei was pissed. He has that whole arc of just like I I was with Tyrion for a while and I I became his best buddy and that's why I did everything I did and then because of him I promised I'd kind of help out Jamie so I'm gonna do that for a little while in the show yes saves his ass <laughs> saves his ass from a fucking dragon talk yeah. about another redemption arc like he he was uh, you know kind of set up to be almost like a villain I mean I kind of well, liked him from the start yeah. he's yeah. He's a mercenary. Like, he doesn't have to really follow anybody's rules. Whoever yeah, pays him is the one that... Like, honestly, I would probably be Braun if I were anybody in the series. <laughs> well, yeah, absolutely. Afterwards. So, so okay, have Anthony, have you ever heard of the Golden Company? The Golden Company, for those who haven't, and Anthony's still kind of looking at me like, <laughs> is that the thing that they're bringing over in the newest season? Yes. So, the, the Golden Company is a band of mercenaries, okay? They were brought up by the bastard lineage called Blackfires, okay? They're literally nothing but a bastardized version of the Targaryens who want to usurp the throne. There you go, mercenaries. Get them. <laughs> okay. Well, that was a that was a weird segue, but um, we're talking about the evilness of Bronn, yeah, yeah, yeah. mercenary. Thing well, because like the get on my level, because <laughs> because Braun really isn't um, like you don't really get to explore Braun in the first book all that much. He's kind of just set up as you know the Hound of House Lannister, and then but the Hound is the House of House Lannister. Yeah, no, Braun isn't the Hound of House Lannister. Braun Braun is with Catelyn originally. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's that's right. Oh God, it's been so long. And he goes to the Eyrie, and he's the one that fights for Tyrion in the uh, the little battle thing, and flings the other guy through the moon door. Which that was great. That was such a great scene because <laughs> the, the, that that night's just like. Really? You're gonna go put me against this asshole? Yeah. <laughs> and then just gets completely worked. Quit moving. Just, just, yeah. I don't, I, I'm not gonna have you hit me. And it's like, <laughs> gotcha, bitch. No, like, Braun, Braun is also, like, I think that's why he's a fan favorite for most people, especially who watch the series. Mm. You know, for me, I'm, I, just because, yes, maybe the series kind of pushed it over the line or anything like that, but I'm a fan of the Hound. I love the Hound. The yeah. Hound is the shit. Fuck the king, where's my chicken? <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a guy I could get behind, you know what I mean? <laughs> Bloodthirsty nature, whatever, and, you know, things that they're hinting at in the book that he might be a uh, gravedigger and stuff like that, I hope. <laughs> but, well, they, they, they say he's, the gravedigger is basically his size, He's limping on the same leg that was basically fucked up uh, near, like, the end of his arc. Yeah. So, like, he has all these traits, too. He doesn't... He, I think they vaguely say he may have a burnt face, but he's always hooded and everything like that. It's just like, Hound's still there. Hound is still there. He's gonna fight Sir Robert Strong, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, yeah, no. Like, I would love, in like, in our final season of the show, I would love for Arya... And the Hound to be, like, reunited, and Arya to realize that, oh, shit, I didn't leave him to die. Like, damn. Like, that'd be great. I, uh, like, me personally, actually, uh, it was kind of funny when we were trying to come up with our intros uh, for the show. Yeah. Like, House Clegane has always been, <laughs> like, my favorite concept in so Game of Thrones, because... What, what? What, no, I was gonna say, Eric's like, yeah, I can't remember, is there words for House Clegane? And I was just like, woof. <laughs> but, they're the dogs <laughs> but you know the the idea they're of, either a mountain 
or a dog. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Mountains don't make noise, so. <laughs> yeah, right. but so, um, so a growling dog. Good job. Yeah, growling dog. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> you just stand there, intimidating, like, like. Uh oh, Anthony is coming up with an idea. Well, no, uh, I, I see guess, this look on his because face because the one thing I wanted to bring up, and we haven't really touched on because we have talked about it a lot. But um, what I want to do because especially because you brought up the hound was didn't he run to in the show? Is it the Men Without Banners? Yeah, but they were very much different in the book. From what I understand, the Men Without Banners were actually led That's by Lady Stoneheart. Yes, Lady Stoneheart. Which they basically pass that on to Barak Dondarrion. There, I, I really, 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 really want them to bring Lady Stoneheart in, but they're not going to because that actress has like another show. Well, I mean, at this point in time, too, they couldn't bring her back. Like, if they if they got her earlier, maybe or whatever like that. But they basically passed on everything for Lady Stoneheart to. The guy who plays Beric. But that's the thing too, is that also, that was one of, one of the ways that we've learned about like the Red Priests. And that's where we, again, we get that little touch of magic. Thoris of Mirror, man. Yeah. That drunk asshole finally knows how to do some stuff. I'm gonna resurrect <laughs> shit, I'm gonna light swords on fire. Yeah, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and then. Only, only for one. And then of course, you know, without the Red Priests and without this dark magic, you know, Jon Snow would still be worm food. Okay, in the books, He's not revived yet. <laughs> in the books, he's not revived. But Literally, where they Winds of Winter has not taken out yet, and Winds of Winter, we obviously assume that he's going to go into he's gonna get resurrection mode because we know. yes, Melisandre is. I hope he doesn't. I don't like Jon Snow. But the thing is, though, like I don't feel whether you like him or not, and that that's fair. Eric looks so mad. No, <laughs> no, I'm not mad. No. I'm, I'm standing Ambi so hard right now. <laughs> Okay, so technically Jon Snow isn't even a Snow or a Stark. Like, he's a Targaryen. Right. But that's the thing, though. I I think if you don't revive him, I honestly believe that that's bad writing. There there is no... Uh, climax to the story without him. There, there will be oh, a climax no, no, no. by the end. No, 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 no. <laughs> he cares everyone we love. Everybody loves Jon Snow. He has glorious hair. He basically walked out of a Herbal Essence com- like commercial. <laughs> but you're looking at the actor himself. I'm talking about the story arc itself and every single character that Martin has killed has at least looked at like a, a ki- I don't want to say maybe a completed arc, but you at least have some kind of fulfillment with what he's giving you. They died for a reason. And you know what? And you need Jon Snow for a climax in more ways than one. Giggity. <laughs> Him and Daenerys. No, you don't. You just need... You You literally just need Daenerys. That's all you need. So my, my thing is this, and I, I'm going to kind of go backtrack a, a, a small bit. So I... I'm claiming that the end of the end of this is going the end of Game of Thrones is going to so end. That's, that's with, not a backtrack. That's yeah. a forward track. Yeah, you're yeah. jumping. That's what we're, that's what I'm, I'm jumping. Fo- I'm jumping forward, forward, but also jumping back because I'm bro. saying that the whole story is going to round up with three characters: Clegane the Hound, Brienne of Tarth, and Arya Stark. And it's going to be Arya killing Cersei while Clegane and uh, Brienne fight the mountain. I'm gonna <laughs> in the show maybe. In the books, no. That's not going to be the final climax to the show, but that's going to happen, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> no, the final climax is going to involve a lot of CGI dragons burning King's Landing. You so, guys keep yeah. saying climax, and I keep just trying to come Gated. in with the joke. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, yep, nope, same. Well, uh, so, so since we are talking about future f- events for this, Oh, are I we going to do the theory? No, we're, 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 we're now, gonna go now it comes into they, speculation, speculation for season eight. Like the, because of the, the, they, they've stayed a lot to what actually is, what's the words I'm looking for? 
the premonitions of what's going to happen with, with the rich that which the witch that talked to Maggie Maggie um, the frog mm-hmm. who talked to um, Circe about how she is going to have kids. She's going to die from a younger brother. A lot of people has always believed this turn to ash. A, a it lot could more be Jamie. Myself, it's gonna be because Jamie is the younger brother. Yeah, Jamie's literally the younger brother. He, he held on her foot coming out her uh, her mom's butt. Mm. He he he's the younger out of the twins. Yeah. So him killing her is a lot more fulfillment for his character. There's a lot of poetic justice than in anything that. anything else. And some people are saying, which this would be kind of crazy, is if he kills her, but. Freaking wildfire still goes off in the city and tears down the Red Keep mm-hmm. because everything, even in Daenerys' dreams when she was at the House of Undying, the the castles messed up and everything like that. Yeah, this would explain and... when they get there in Winter has a row that in the castles messed up. Cersei's dead and castles messed up. Like that would explain it. That would bring it into fold. Do, do you have any speculations for? If John and Daenerys are going to rule together, or is someone going to die? It began with incest. It's going to end with incest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's she's definitely prego. She's definitely prego. I think so. Well, no, because she said she will never bear another child after Drogo. She got that Aquaman sperm up in her, and she doesn't want anybody else's. They 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 hinted more that that whole thing has to do with. Uh, the, the magic that took life from her unborn child to make her kind of barren, but dragon's blood and king's blood is strong. So, <laughs> just saying. Can they have a dragon baby? Because that would be great. Like, an actual, like, dragon flies out. That would be awesome. Or, like, she lays an egg. What if she would lay an egg? No, no, like, like a dragonborn from D&D yeah, would right. be so much better, like a yes. half-dragon man. Oh, my God. Honestly, like, that's what I play. Like, I play a dragonborn in D&D. I just wanted to blow fire, but I didn't even get the fire dragonborn. I got the silver one, so I got shit. See, when you said dragonborn, I was thinking Skyrim. Like, yeah, that'd be what? pretty no. fucking cool. What? <laughs> No, okay, so I started Skyrim. I have ADHD, and I got distracted, and I don't remember how to finish the game now. <laughs> you just you scream just at everything. You, drive you scream, scream at everything. everything. Yeah. So there's a reason Joe makes me play video games in the living room, and he has the man cave. It's because he doesn't want to hear me scream at the TV. Yeah. Well, I meant that your character, but yes, yeah. that is also effective as well. <laughs> yeah, no, I scream a lot. You guys should see me play Overwatch. There's a lot of things happening. <laughs> I own Skyrim on three different platforms and I've never completed it so I totally feel you on that one the, the ADHD don't, don't get into this conversation Mike four don't platforms and I've beaten it four times <laughs> what what more is there really to discuss as far as uh, what we think for season 8 other than maybe the the White Walkers how I, I think the dragons are going to die all of them? I really? think all of them are going to die well all are, already one of them has already been turned into like an ice dragon Yep. Can we talk about that expert spear throw, though? Like, right, he, right. he, like, 360 no-scope. Just... <laughs> Olympics 2020. The Winter Olympics. Yeah, the Winter Olympics. <laughs> he will not be on Team USA because I don't think we have any Olympians that good. Oh, jeez. That, that, that's killer. But no, I actually believe 
that all the dragons are going to die after after everything is said and done. Oh shit! So, what if all the dragons die, but Daenerys is pregnant and she really does lay a whole new dragon's nest? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Please, please. <laughs> John, John Speculation aside, yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just like imagining this like castle tower with a giant nest on top of it and Danny just sitting there on no, top of the no, eggs. Fine. Fuck it. No, we're going there. John's part Stark, alright? He has wolf's blood. They're having a pup and a dragon. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting twins, bitch. <laughs> uh, they're gonna have dragon wargs. Because literally everybody except for Sansa has had some kind of warg experience in the books. So John, John has like lived in Ghost's body. Yeah, everyone has wolf dreams. So Bran has lived in summer, so on and so forth. Yeah, like we're gonna have some dragon warg babies going on. That it's gonna be crazy. That's what I'm saying. So then, they're gonna they're gonna teach they're gonna teach Daenerys how to warg into a dragon, and then it's gonna be done. I don't know if she can. Game on, no, I'm, I'm thinking. Well, I've been thinking is, for is a while something, that like one of the Stark children. Warging, warging. No, no, no. Warging is. Yeah, but I'm saying is, is warging isn't something you could just teach, right? Don't you have to be no, have no, no. no you can't teach it. It has to be in your blood. Okay, you, you have to have the blood of the first men. Yeah, you have to have the the blood of the first men, and. What? Only certain people have it. So, like, Arya, when she's blind... Most people in the North. She's actually, like, in the book, she, like, sees through, like, some alley cat. So that's actually how she defeats the fucking bitch-ass girl with the dumb face. Like, is because she's watching it through the alley cat. Bitch-ass girl with the dumb face. Bitch-ass girl with the dumb face. Straight up, you know she had some fucking beef with this girl. (laughs) No, that's literally how she's described in the books. Yeah. (laughs) I, she doesn't have a name. I had that face. I had that haircut in like sixth grade. It was horrible. I do not recommend it. I'd have to say the last question I'm probably going to pose to everybody then. I know you already kind of said, you know, are, is it going to be Jon Snow and, uh, and Daenerys? Joint ruling. For whatever reason, HBO is still showing a whole bunch of other people possibly ruling the Iron Throne. So let's go ahead and just throw that question out there in case anybody here might have a different opinion or maybe any of our listeners who want to leave a comment and, you know, let us know how they feel. Who do you think's taking the throne? Whether it be a joint rulership or, I know, Amy, when you mentioned it just being Daenerys, you'd like to see just Daenerys being the one ruling. All right, so we'll, we'll, we'll start with you then. So you, you think it's just going to be Daenerys ruling by herself? On the Iron Throne? Honestly, I don't want Danny ruling. Like, she's a hothead. Like, she's like me. Like, she gets mad. She fucking throws punches. Like, she doesn't hold back. Like, look at all of, like, the whole Slaver's Bay storyline. She gets pissed off anytime. She's actually never been a good ruler. She is. Like, she is definitely a shitty character, and she's built up to be this, like, big bad ruler because, hey, she gave birth to three dragons. Like, cool. Awesome. I can touch a heat gun while I'm melting <laughs> thermoplastics and not die. Like, I've done it a million times. Look at my Feely costume. I didn't die making that shit. But, but did like, it burn? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I have a scar on one of my fingers. Well, you're from, not blood like, of the dragon then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it didn't bleed. It just scarred. And in the book, Danny has scars. Like, she's not immune. She scars. Like, shit happens. Like, actually, so, like, when she, like, goes into the, like, hut where Drogo is with the eggs and shit, 
She doesn't, she does not come out with a full head of silver hair. She comes out bald. Like, she is ugly. Like, they describe her as, like, a fresh hatched, like, baby with, like, scars and shit, and she, like, regenerates. I kinda, like, as much as Bran is, like, a pussy-ass character. Oh, do not say Bran, no. He, oh, he'll never rule. He's got the, he's got the three-eyed raven, so I feel like whoever he backs is gonna be the person that ends up ruling the Iron Throne. If there is even an Iron Throne, because I feel like Daenerys is gonna have a temper tantrum and just burn that shit to the ground. No, that's fair. I can see that. Like, it's gonna be poof. Done. Yeah, I could see them melting the Iron Throne. Yes. I could totally, like, with the way she took over Slaver's Bay and abolished slavery and all that, I could totally see her showing up to King's Landing and being like, you know what? This has been ruled by the rich for way too long. These people have been subjected to so much shit. We're going to burn it all down. As much as that's even happened, she's still, like, even in Slaver's Bay, she's just like, yeah, people should be free, but I'm still going to fucking rule them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, then also she the difference then between then and now is she also does have advisors that she at least does listen to a lot more than she did in the past. So maybe they can help mellow her out. So that may not be the potential outcome. Well, yeah, if Tyrion survives, yeah, <laughs> we all want him to survive. Yeah. If Martin that's, kills him, I will Tyrion. probably riot. Tyrion that's, needs to survive. That's yeah. Tyrion's going to be the only Lannister left. I don't think so. You no? Know? Because I, I think that the other two are going to be gone, but not, not him. No, I think he's going to die, too. I think I think all three of them are going to die. Or Cersei's going to survive just to, like, spite everyone. Then you know oh what happens. God. Well, the shitty people always live. The, then this is what happens. Do you want to know the ending? Littlefinger wins. Ugh. His entire purpose <laughs> was to kill all the major houses. Well, no, 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 no. Littlefinger's dead in the show. No, no, no. no his, his plan, plan his plan. plan lives yeah. on. <laughs> Just burn it all down. His plan, his plan to have every single, like, if you really read into it, his plan for every single major house to die is wh- where it's leading then. Yeah, I, that's I, honestly that's my prediction for that's my prediction for the end of the show <laughs> is a, like I I really love the symbolism of the Iron Throne being melted and the war destroying everything worth ruling and pretty much every major character in the show to where the, re, the what is left is a broken society that has to facing win, facing oh, yeah. winter. That they haven't prepared for because everybody was fighting over uh, the throne and just looking into this bleak, dark future that is so fitting in the Song of Ice and Fire. Okay. So, so Dorne wins. So basically like where America is right now? <laughs> yeah, basically, oh, exactly. <laughs> so then, then your, your vote is nobody's taking the throne. My, my vote is, my vote is everyone dies, life sucks forever. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm fine with that. Dinklage is, or not Dinklage, but uh, Littlefinger, you know, all the way. So yours is the same thing except for Littlefinger wins. Yeah. I'm gonna say Podrick's taking the throne. God the, Pod the God? Pod the God? Podrick's taking the throne. That lady slayer. (laughs) The magic cock. Oh, he he lays down the D like no knight should. (laughs) I really still want to know what went down 
in Baelish's whorehouse. Like, there's a funny thing that there's a theory that actually Tyrion paid the, the whores super well to play up his legend. That was his gift to Podrick, was to go ahead and make him this urban legend. But they gave back the urban. money. Yeah, but that was that was that was part of it. It's, it's a show. They gave back the money that, that he paid. He they they yeah. gave back the money that. Like they gave back the money that he presented in public. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There was money that was likely paid for, and that's that's the theory, which is an interesting theory in itself. But, but no, I, be- I, I believe <laughs> Pods of God. Really, I want. I really want the side character no, to no, end no, up I being this like sex god that nobody ever saw coming. Because let's face it, uh, he's adorable. Uh, nobody ever saw coming. <laughs> 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 he will be a sex god I'm that nobody that. ever saw coming. <laughs> I'm good at those. Accidentally, that's what oh. she said. The, the, the asexual is going with the sex god to be yeah. the, the, the ruler of the throne yes yeah. I'm dealing with it I'm going we're going so with the I sex think, god ruler is the is the last person in the loop Mike for, for who's gonna take the iron throne or not whatever so say Greyjoy just say Greyjoy <laughs> yeah. don't so, do so, it mine, it doesn't matter who Asha. the fuck no it doesn't Asha's matter who the fuck's on the throne <laughs> cause my Yarr. thing is is all the side characters that actually had a fucking yeah. plan for this shit are the ones who are gonna survive it's gonna be Samuel Tarley as either the magister to the throne or hand of the king whichever is remaining he's probably gonna be the last grand meister yeah, yeah, so or, he's, yeah he's, he's gonna be chilling there he's magister meister whatever the, the um, theory is is he's the one who's literally telling the story of the game of thrones yeah, yeah. Um, and I believe that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'm, I will go with to that. his his no. adopted child. No, and I'll tell no. you why. I'll tell you why he's not okay. But still, technically, in the books, that's books? not Jilly's not daughter, thing. or that's not Jilly's son. That's Mance Raider's son. I know. Plus, the books are told from multiple perspectives. Yeah. Each chapter is told from a different character's perspective, so he couldn't be the one That's telling it. the show it. would have it that way. Eh, I yeah. can see that. Remember, the show uh, is going to different... Oh, God, are we going to have a Hobbit ending? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so you have him. You have um, the... Crap. Uh, the the Spymaster guy. The Varys. Varys. Um, Who might be a Targaryen. Might Very well might be a Targaryen. Yeah, he could... To- I honestly... So they never mention that Aegon Targaryen is still alive in the show. In the books, he is. Like, there is an Aegon Targaryen alive in the books, and then eventually I think he gets into a fight with somebody. So I'm wondering if they're going to play off Varys as being Aegon. We don't know that because he's he was castrated. Like, he's got nothing going on down there. He was mutilated. So he might not have had the hormones to grow to the right age. But that wouldn't make him older. That would make him, like, not age as fast. Yeah. Yeah. They fucked up the ages on everybody. Like, uh, Missandre? Missandre's 10. Daenerys? Daenerys is 12. Drogo is, like, 29. Yeah, uh, Rob Stark and Jon Snow are like fourteen in the beginning. No, of the I do that. Yeah, Sansa is like twelve. Yeah, no, they're I children, but they can't. Like- but yeah, they age it for the show. So when you're looking at T and A, you don't get upset. Yeah. Like that's what it comes to. Because the they don't, cops wanna, don't get involved. <laughs> they, they don't, don't want to show a fifteen year old being they, raped. They really do not. <laughs> yes, want- no, they don't want to do that. Like that would be horrible. Yeah, they do not want to have a case against like child services. Like that is one of the biggest things they changed is the ages so they could totally get away with Varys being the last Targaryen. I'm just saying though like uh, I, I think that if anyone is at least close in age compared to the books then it's probably Young Griff. I don't like how they used uh, Aegon's name 
and gave it to John as his Targaryen name in 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 the show. I thought that was kind of wrong. But I think the writers also did that because they didn't want to give his true name that they're going to give in the books, which I believe is Jaharis. So Oh really? I believe it's Jaharis. I could see that. Um thus the easy reference to John. Um, so we'll let Mike finish yeah, his, his, Mike ro- his So yeah, assessment. my, my, again, I, I like, literally it's just who become, who's the, the last people standing. And I don't think the, I, I, I'm kind but of, you already said it's going to be Arya, Hound, and, that's a, that's Arianna. the last fight. That's the last fight of the show. Oh. That's Brienne! The because Brienne is the best the person ever. Brienne knows how to wield a freaking blaster and lightsaber, okay? How could she not win? No, she doesn't. Not at all. Phasma died really bad. She's really hurt. They, they, they bitched her in they Star really, Wars, and it's awful. No, I'm just saying, though, they really didn't do a good job with Phasma. No, they didn't. It is, like, one of the most heartbreaking things ever about the, the current things. But we're, but I'm we're very upset. Okay, about. Game of Thrones, not Star Wars. We will not talk about Gwendolyn oh, Christie. She's amazing. So, Mike, continue what you were saying. <laughs> Compile your thoughts and actually spit it out. Yes, time. apparently they're going to start a democracy. <laughs> oh, no, no, do your, do your thing, do your thing, do your thing. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, from what you were kind told. of almost getting into, it sounded like the same thing everyone else was saying, but that's fair. And with that being said, I think just as winter comes, it goes, and so does this podcast. So this episode, sir. Yeah. It's, it's not, the, the, this week, George, George R. R. Martin's not killing this podcast. This, the the, the winter of ready comics roll. Yeah. <laughs> so we we want to actually, and we want to give you a chance to tell everyone kind of a little about yourself, where they can find you, and what you do. All right. So on, I guess like Discord and Twitch, it's Ambi Lamps. Don't ask questions, just go with the lamp thing. It's A-M-B-I-E-L-A-M-P-S. On Instagram, it's Win because nobody can pronounce Amber Lynn when they're under the age of six, I guess. I don't know. So A-M-B-I-E-W-I-N. I totally forgot how to spell my name. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that's how you find me and see all the nerdy shit I do and pictures of my dog. That's That's about it. So if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Also, if you're enjoying this podcast, one of our many different providers, whether it be Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, or Spotify, be sure to check out our YouTube channels. We have a lot of great content on there as well. And as proud members of the But Why Though podcast community, you can check out our latest episodes on their site, as well as a lot of other great podcasts as well. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and any of the other social media listed down below. And head on over to our Discord channel, where you can discuss who's going to take the Iron Throne with the other rollers and the crew. And follow us on Twitch for random live streams throughout the week. And if you'd like to help our kingdom repay the debt to the Iron Bank, head on over to our Patreon and become a supporter today.